What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. This is a podcast about collecting sports cards. I am fired up about this conversation today. I'm joined by Mike. You might know him on Instagram, at Joe Montana 16 Collector. We're going to talk a little bit about his Montana and Rice collecting, and we're going to spend the back half talking about showcases. He is on a mission to put on a new collector showcase on Instagram every week. I've been talking so much about how much I enjoy monitoring showcases and why I think it is really good that we're having them because it brings collector content to the forefront, stories about passion, collectors, and all of the above. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a damn friend you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. Excited about this one. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about how to create regular collector content for the community. Um, It seems like there's been so many conversations recently about the uptick in collector content, which I think is a really positive thing. And I think one of the ways I've been seeing that is through Instagram and seeing other collectors facilitating showcases. And today's guest is Mike, Joe Montana, 16 collector on Instagram. He's been uh, bringing people on his Instagram and uh, sharing amazing cards. And so we're going to chat a little bit about his collection and the showcases, but without further ado, Mike, welcome. How are you doing, man? Doing great, Brett. Thanks for having me on. Really excited to be here. Uh, Couldn't be more excited to talk about cards. So uh, nobody else in my house really likes cards as much as me. So this is like my escape. (laughs) I love it. I love uh, you calling it the escape. I totally agree with that. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I think that my my first exposure to your page was maybe Kevin Randall to Captain Thirty Seven's very first uh, Brady showcase. Would would you have been would you have participated in the Brady showcase? Do I have that right? Yeah, I've uh, I've been in two of his. I don't know how many he has done. I don't know if I was in the first one he ever did, but uh, he's done quite a few showcases, and I have been in two of them. Yeah, um, so I think it was maybe his first one, and. I obviously saw your Brady cards and as I was looking at everyone's and it was amazing Then I saw your handle and I thought to myself, I was like, I don't know if I follow anyone who collects Montana, which is odd based on how great Joe Montana is. So I know kind of, you've got your 49ers PC, but it seems like from, from my observation, kind of Montana and rice sit kind of at the top of that. Uh, Maybe talk a little bit about just your overall collecting Montana, Rice, 49ers, um, and we can just start there. Yeah, uh, I grew up in a town called Troy, Montana, really small town, and uh, the Seahawks were usually on TV all the time. They were considered the local team, but my dad and my uncle were uh, huge 49er fans me growing up, so I I, I grew up in a household of 49er fans, so it just kind of stuck, and uh, even though my username's Joe Montana, uh, 16 collector, it's uh, Jerry Rice is my favorite 49er player and my favorite player of all time. Uh, my dad's player was Montana. So in honor of my dad, I built my showcase around uh, Joe Montana. Um, he's my second favorite player. He's my favorite quarterback of all time. Uh, I don't have a lot of memories of Montana. I have more memories of Steve Young. But, you know, Joe is, uh, Joe, is Joe. And I was uh, fortunate enough to meet him at the – national this year um so that was uh that was a really good experience 
didn't last as long as it wanted to, but, um, you know, it was still great. So 49ers is definitely my, uh, my main PC collection, uh, rice and Montana do, uh, top that Th- those are the ones I seek the most. So when I got, uh, when I first jumped back into the hobby and I was, you know, finding the different collector groups and kind of finding my footing, um, you know, I'd see, you know, being a Manning Peyton collector would connect easy to connect with Peyton guys. And also, you know, I'd see the Brady community. And then I, 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 like I mentioned, I, I talk about Joe Montana. It's like, when I was little, it's like, that's, John Montana was just like it. He was the guy. But to me, maybe I wasn't just following the right people. It just didn't seem like there was like as as many like hardcore Montana collectors as there were some of these other quarterbacks. Obviously, you're deep in the weeds on it. Maybe talk a a little bit about just like the Montana collecting community. Is it smaller than maybe some of those other two or do I have that wrong? Well, it's, uh, it's, I think it's very deceiving. Uh, it might seem like it's uh, a small community, but they're out there. And I believe that the Montana collectors are, uh, they're definitely older than the uh, generation of collectors that we have right now. Uh, I think that's probably because Montana doesn't play anymore and hasn't played for uh, many years. Uh, Brady's still in the spotlight playing. Uh, Manning was very popular. So those two gravitate towards this uh, younger generation. I'd say collectors like myself and ones that are older than me, they have the hidden collections that are off the grid. Uh, and when I say that is because there's, I've been very fortunate enough uh, with the, with COVID, it caused a huge uh, price increase on cards. So I think the guys that have been hoarding these cards for so many years, were finally starting to let their collections go. So we've been able to find uh, some hidden gems out there that haven't been seen in many years. A lot of the, um, the older Montana autos are uh, highly sought after, like the ultimate collections, the exquisite cards. Uh, those still bring in a pretty good premium, not Brady premium, but I'm okay with that. Cause I mean, who can afford many uh, ultimate collection Brady autos? So my buddy, Mark, uh, he's a Joe Montana collector. He was in my uh, showcase. Uh, he's a huge uh, Montana collector. And so, yeah, there's, they're out there. They just might not be as vocal as the ones you see on Instagram right now. I'd love for you. Cause, and this is like more for my, from my knowledge. And I have like, I have Montana, like I've recently put some Montana save searches up because I, I want like a Montana card or two, and maybe that goes into more. I just want that just as an, uh, uh, you know, he's worthy of having a spot in my collection, which several other football collectors can probably agree with that. But, you know, navigating Montana's cards is a little different, right? Um, a lot of the cards that you see have legacy today. Montana doesn't necessarily have uh, a connection or there's post playing day cards, which are fine to collect, but it's different. And it's just because of, I think, the generations thing. It's maybe like, Obviously, when people think of Montana, they think of the rookie. Um, but then outside of the rookie, talk a little bit. You mentioned ultimate collection and the desire there. Maybe just like for anyone who doesn't know or is trying to understand, talk a little bit about how the Montana card kind of market works, like what people are after and, and uh, what people chase. Yeah, definitely. The 81 is uh, uh, it's really iconic. It's one of the, probably one of the most iconic football cards that was ever made. Uh, then you, uh, so his playing days were in the eighties, uh, early nineties. So we didn't have a whole lot of the desired cards that are out there right now. Like the refractors, uh, although he did have refractors in Kansas city jerseys, 
And the Kansas City cards aren't highly as desirable as the uh, 49er ones, obviously. But um, Upper Deck was, in my opinion, is the greatest manufacturing of uh, cards there ever was. Uh, They were ahead of the game of everybody, and they made the best products. Uh, 1997, they came out with the uh, Legends set, and Montana has a base auto in that, and he's also in the Sign of the Times set. It's a really hard autograph to seek out. And usually if you find one, the autograph on those are like very faded. Uh, the pens that they used back in the nineties just weren't the best. So the he's, so upper deck really has the thumbprint on the best Montana cars to seek in my opinion. So they, uh, so you got the legends, you got exquisite, you have ultimate collection. And then, and then later, you know, Panini came out with like, uh, so when they got the national treasures, uh, you know, Montana is obviously in that the flawless ones are now, uh, highly desirable. Uh, Flawless has done a really good job building those cards and those sets every year. And uh, the game jersey stuff is uh, so hard to find. Game jersey autograph stuff is you know highly sought after. That's awesome. One of my safe searches was Joe Montana Upper Deck. So it sounds like I'm. Those were the cards based on watching your stuff, seeing other people's collections. That's what I gravitated to because of many of the reasons uh, you stated. Maybe let's talk a little bit about Jerry Rice because I feel like, uh, you know, can be argued and all the Brady people are going to come out with pitchforks, but there's an argument to say that Jerry Rice is the greatest football player of all time. Like that, that's, you can say that. And I think for me, it was the, uh, the PMG sale this year, uh, uh, the green PMG sale where it was kind of like, okay, like people are starting to recognize this. And I've just been following Rice's market a little bit and people are kind of gravitating for, I think, which is weird because it's like this guy, you know, just look at the stats and the, you know, the footprint he's put on football. It just seems like people have come around more recently and I could have that wrong too, but um, just talk a little bit about Rice's cards and uh, what you see as a collector. Are there more people coming in? Um, Share a little perspective there. So yeah, the Rice market, uh, again, we can start with the 86 tops. It's a very iconic card. Rice had a very longevity career, so he was able to get into those uh, 90s insert cards. Uh, 90s insert cards have really exploded over the last couple of years. It seems like every time they're listed, uh, uh, the values of these things are just going insane. Uh, My buddy Robbie uh, and Brian, they're big-time Rice guys. Uh, They they have some probably some of the best 90 Rice cards you're ever going to find. And then uh, just even with the stuff that's coming out now is it like Rice set the standard for all wide receivers. Again, he hasn't played for many years. So I think the younger generation is uh, they're probably learning more about the history of Rice because he stands out above everybody. Uh, Montana might get lost in the shuffle with all the great quarterbacks. Just, you know, when you say Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady and, and the guys that are playing today, even though, in my opinion, Joe was the best. But, you know, Rice. Well, there's like nobody else close to Rice. Uh, even if you say Randy Moss, Randy Moss is not even in the same league as Jerry Rice. I mean, there's nobody. And I would actually make a case that Marvin Harrison was a better wide receiver than Randy Moss. And I'm not throwing shade towards Randy Moss. <laughs> I would. Take you know, you're, 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 you're tugging at my heartstrings at that. You're the first person. I'm sitting here in my bubble and I'm always just like, man, did anyone watch Marvin Harrison play? But that's okay because I can just buy his cars and it get, there's less attention on him. No, Marvin Harrison, uh, great wide receiver, run routes, very undersized, but his hands were some of the best hands ever. 
Uh, he could run routes and get separation. He could go deep. He'd go over the middle. And that's the only thing I say different about Moss is you never saw Moss go across the middle. You never saw Moss elevate to, to go across the middle, make that, that catch where he, and, uh, you know, run defenders over. He did a great job in going down the sidelines and, and jumping for those balls where, you know, he's a lot taller than the cornerbacks are covering him, but rice, just the way he ran his routes, he worked harder than anyone. Uh, Tara Lowens was great. Uh, Marvin Harrison, uh, again, just Reggie Wayne. I was a big fan of Reggie Wayne too. So a lot of people say that Peyton Manning made those guys, but I, I think those guys were really good wide receivers. No doubt about it. Um, before we move over to the showcase stuff, maybe just like off the top of your head. And I know this is always just kind of like under the gun, but like when you think about your uh, Montana and your rice collection, like what are like, what's like a card or two for you that like stand out to be kind of like top of the mountain and maybe talk a little bit about like why those cards are so significant to you? Uh, the ones that I have or the ones that are out there? The ones that you have. Okay. So uh, going back to the 1997 set for uh, Joe Montana, I actually own the sign of the times card and I featured that on my uh, showcase. And that was my, uh, that was my second card. Uh, my, the 2005 tops 50th anniversary is my top card just because of the story that I have that goes along with that card. It was a card that I, uh, purchased raw back after, uh, I was only married for about a year and I had my daughter on the way. She was only a couple months away from being born. And I paid like two fifty for that card back then. That was a lot of money in 2009. And, uh, I got that card graded. Uh, it was the first time I ever graded cards and it came back at nine ten. And I actually ended up having to sell that card because I had a son on the way several years later. And the guy I sold it to just happened to still have it. And I reached out to him, I think like five, six years later, and I got the card back. So that's why that's my number one card. But the 97 Sign of the Times is uh, definitely uh, a stable card for me. So though I'd say those two. The rice, gosh, rice is a lot harder because rice has so many. I don't have any of the PMG uh, precious metal cards. I don't have the rubies, but I do have some uh, game used. Uh, my top card is probably the uh, National Treasures. It's a game used with the Wilson patch auto 101. So uh, that one's up there. I got the flawless, the 2014 flawless gold and ruby game used uh, autos. Wow. So I, I put those up there as my top ones. That's amazing. I scan the 2014 flawless stuff quite a bit. And I don't know if I can visualize like the, the rice is, is the rice in Niners or is he in Raiders stuff? Niners. And it's okay. a black photo. Okay. So we, we got the rice stuff. We got the Montana stuff covered, uh, understand kind of what type of collector you are. Um, maybe let's dive into the, just the showcase of it all. I don't know. I'm like anyone else where it's probably like you go work your job, eat dinner, have time with your kids, put your kids down. Then you've got like a couple hours before you go to bed where it's just like you grab your phone and you just pull up Instagram, check your safe searches. And, you know, through pulling up Instagram, I've, I went, I obviously noticed when people go live and I've noticed your account has been going live. And whenever I see that, I just plug in and see what, you know, cards are being shared and talked about. And it's just good content for, for me because I'm hearing stories from collectors, seeing cards. And I think there's more people. Drake's PC did a Drew Brees showcase last night and I watched almost all of it and saw breeze cards I've never seen before. And just listening to the passion, it's awesome. So maybe talk a little bit about just like your exposure to showcases and then like 
talk a little bit about why you're what you're doing right now and kind of why you're doing it. So yeah, we got uh, first off, Instagram is great for uh, for collectors. It uh, I feel like Instagram has uh, been able to bring collectors together, and it actually makes the community seem like you know we're we're just a text message away from reaching anybody uh, anywhere because of Instagram. And because of Instagram, uh, everyone can share their cards on there. Everyone can see what everyone collects and what they like. And, you know, it, it can fuel your uh, desire to keep collecting and maybe reach out to something else. But uh, the showcase thing I got exposed to by uh, Kevin when he started doing his uh, first off, he used to do these uh, story sales every Friday. And this is back in uh, 2020 when uh, COVID was going on. And, and uh, so, you know, Brady cards were going through the roof then. Everybody wanted refractors. And luckily I got in on those uh, at a good time when they were still relatively cheap before they got really expensive. And so he did uh, two showcases that I was involved in. And I, he's he's done some Manning ones and he's done others. He, he does all kinds of stuff. So Kevin's probably set the bar uh, to bring other people in and, and have interest to do it, which... Uh, which got me interested in doing it. Uh, my buddy, Tim, the Dan Marino collector, I convinced him to actually start the showcase himself. And he did a couple episodes. He got really busy with it. And I thought, I was like, man, it'd be really cool to bring that back. But I thought like, well, I'm just going to do what Kevin did and do a showcase of one player. So I've done a Montana showcase and it went really well. And then I did the Rice showcase and that went really well. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll just, do the episode thing uh, because uh, one thing I did notice about doing them showcases is it takes like two and a half to three hours. It can be a really long night and uh, it can really piss the wife off when she's got all the kids downstairs and I want to be isolated for three hours. (laughs) (laughs) My wife wants to get isolated for 30 minutes and that doesn't happen. But uh, what we got going forward is uh, starting in January, I'm going to be doing a showcase every Thursday and we're just going to bring on one collector at a time or each, each week. So it's going to be like a 45 minute window. So hopefully that gets uh, people to stick around because it's, I admit it, it's really hard to watch a showcase for three hours. I mean, it it takes a long time. I get that. So uh, Tim is actually going to be my first showcase. uh, He's going to be my first collector coming on in January, first week of January, first Thursday. And uh, he's going to show his uh, top 10 Merino cards. He's going to do five runner-ups with a bonus card at the end. So it it comes out to 16 total cards. So we're going to do that every week. I love it. I can totally relate with so much of what you said. Um, I do think like it's interesting. And I I love the format that you're playing with because it can get a little long. And I'm trying to figure out like what that sweet spot is. Um, So is your goal then is just like through the community and your relationships he's a Marino collector. Let's do 10 Marino cards and just find people that are collecting certain players and then just uh, bring them on on a weekly basis. Is that kind of what you're, you're thinking about doing? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I, you know, I think this is really great for uh, collectors. It gives everyone a chance to, you know, showcase something. And I hope to do this for a long time and I don't do any other sports, but I do follow a bunch of uh, other collectors that collect uh, Jordan Kobe cards uh, then I can tap into baseball. I might sound stupid if I bring them on and they show me something. I might not know what it is exactly, but you know, I still want to uh, have those guys come on 
and uh, showcase these cards because even if I don't collect those cards, they do. And it's still, it's still part of the hobby regardless. Totally. So I personally, like, I think showcases matter and I like showcases just because it's a focus in on an individual, the cards that they collect, and then the stories behind their cards. And if you like zoom out and you think about like the content and stuff that comes in from the hobby, most of like a lot of it, like people aren't even talking about actual like cards. So it, it it's just like, you know, what's happening and prices. And I don't know, it gives the opportunity to associate passion and stories with the community. And I, that's what I like about it. Maybe talk a little bit about like, since you're someone who's participated in them and now you're kind of taking them on and waving the flag, like, why do you think they matter? Uh, they definitely matter because it's going to keep the longevity of the hobby around. Uh, there was, it wasn't that many years ago where you would go to card shows that would be far few in between and there wouldn't be that many people in them. Uh, card shops were closing up all across the country. Uh, prices were very low on eBay. At one point in time, I really thought this hobby was just going to die with me. So, I mean, one of the good things that COVID, I mean, yeah, COVID sucked. There was a lot of bad in it. I did find a bunch of silver lining in a lot of other things in my personal life that, and uh, then in, in my hobby. So people gravitated towards uh, Instagram and uh, the hobby exploded. Uh, there's a lot more interest in the hobby now, whether it be investors or collectors. Uh, I think it has it's been very positive and I think the showcases matter because it's just for uh, the future of our growth of the hobby. So definitely want to reach that younger generation. And it's, it's just not all about making money off cards. Maybe we close out with this. I'd love from my personal uh, experience. It seems to me that, you know, through the group chats, through the showcases, I don't know if it's just like, it's a minute that, maybe a three hours that everyone like actually sees the human behind the account and sees the cards for, you know, whether, you know, 10 minutes or so, but like, there's like a really strong connection that gets made through showcases where then, you know, a lot of barriers are broken. And then all of a sudden, like I have found myself definitely connecting stronger with other individuals and those connections turn into friendships. And you're not only like talking about cards, but you're used to like, making checking in on their family and making sure everything uh, in their life is going well, which is awesome. Like, and I, that's one thing I was asked on a podcast recently about, you know, what's one thing in the hobby that coming back that I didn't expect. And it was like, I didn't expect to actually make, make new friends. And uh, I find that's cool. And I showcases help have helped facilitate that a little bit, maybe talk like close out here and just talk about like connections you've made through showcases and, Anything you want to touch on there and just in terms of kind of relationships? Yeah, for sure. So before I came, uh, came on Instagram, uh, I was in some of those Facebook groups in the 49er groups. And uh, I don't know, I didn't really gravitate towards them too well. I'm not a big Facebook guy. And so I, my buddy got me to finally open the account. I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to use Instagram as a way to put my cards on there uh, for inventory reasons. That way I could keep track of what cards I had without having to file through every single box I had. I can just go on my phone and be like, okay, I got this one, this one and display them and uh, do it that way. I've actually come to be friends with a lot of people. My buddy, Steve, you know, and, uh, Ben from uh, Brooklyn Berry. Uh, we've, uh, we actually all stayed together in uh, New Jersey at the national in Atlantic city for the national. Uh, there was like four of us 
that uh, rented this Airbnb and we never met in person before. <laughs> so just a bunch of chatting uh, on Instagram DMs. And uh, my wife is like, are you out of your damn mind? <laughs> so, you're going to go stay the night with like four dudes that you've never met in person before all the way across the country. I'm like, yeah, I, I chat with these guys and she thought I was crazy. So <laughs> and she and she actually ended up going with me. And uh, so, yeah, I've made a lot of connections with people uh, direct. Tim, the damn Reno collector. I chat with him quite a bit. Great guy. A little rough around the edges, but I like him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a lot, a lot of good connections. Uh, Kevin, again, for, uh, you know, the captain. Uh, that dude's got a lot of knowledge. He knows what he's talking about. Does a lot of shows. And so, yeah, uh, I, I got to meet him. They, you know, that was like one of the highlights of going to the national was uh, meeting captain. I actually bought a couple of uh, Peyton Manning cards from him. That's awesome. I don't know about you, man. And I'm kind of scared based on you doing these weekly showcases, but whenever I'm involved or if I watch a showcase and it's really good, like there's so much knowledge and like, I lo- I'm always exposed to a new set or a product or something I need to go down and find my guys in that like it's dangerous. Cause immediately I'll go to eBay and I'll, I'll start like, setting the stage and all I want to do is buy cards. So I think that's like the point. It's good. But like, that's what I found. I don't know about you. It's like, whenever I'm done with one of those things, all I can think about is like going and chasing something because someone said something about something I had no idea about. No, that's true. Uh, Anytime you get done with those showcases, uh, I I think everybody is on eBay right after that. And uh, (laughs) when I was doing that, when I did the rice one, it was over, it was like three and a half hours. And when it ended, I was like, damn, how many cards got posted in that three and a half hours I might've missed out on that. (laughs) But no, it's fun. Um, So no, it's it's supposed to, it's supposed to be a way to, to uh, get people excited about this and uh, bring more people in and uh, just have fun with it and enjoy it. Absolutely. You can find him on Instagram, Joe Montana, 16 collector, check it out. Uh, First Thursday in January. Is that what you said? Yeah, we're going to do every Thursday. Hopefully I can do 52 weeks. So that'd be awesome. That's a heck of a goal. So if you want to see some Merino cards, it'll be on the other side of this. Mike, it was awesome chatting with you, learning a little bit about Montana and rice cards and talking showcases, man. We'll have to talk to you soon. Awesome, Brett. Thank you so much, man. I had so much fun talking with Mike about his collecting, learned a ton about the Montana landscape and so excited for those showcases. Make sure you hit follow at Joe Montana 16 Collector. There's going to be a lot of collector showcases coming from his page in 2023. You take care. Happy New Year to everyone else. Peace out.